Geekish Cast Episode 44, What Was the Deal with Enterprise? Welcome back to Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I am joined today by Roy. How you doing there, Roy? I'm good. And by Paul. Paul, how's things? I'm doing pretty good. And for the second time, we got Marco. How's things, Marco? Hey, good to be back, guys. Thank you for joining us. Hey, so uh, we're talking about Star Trek, and we kind of left off uh, talking about the new series that's coming up, um, which makes me think about the last time we had a new series coming up, which was Enterprise which went right off the heels of a movie called First Contact, which had time travel, and it ended up putting Borg in the past, and we got to see the first contact between Vulcans and humans. And I have always held the theory that that was a soft reboot of the Star Trek universe. Any any, any thoughts on that, guys? Uh, I think they're going to incorporate it as part of the reboot because it really didn't have a touch on the entire series. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what makes it really a soft reboot, because, you know, they're introducing this whole new this whole new uh, time period and series, but still keeping the entire continuity of what we had before and after. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, it's a soft reboot. Yeah, so that's, what I, that's the way I felt about it, because suddenly Zephram Cochran was very different than we saw him the last time we saw him, which had been about thirty years, 20 years before that, 25 years before that. Um, and there were differences between how we understood the universe to work and how they showed it in Enterprise, and there were aliens that we didn't see in the original series, but we saw as newly encountered aliens in the next generation. So I always assumed that there had to have been some changes in the timeline for that to work. And we also know that the uh, the reboot movie series absolutely places Enterprise in its past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's as a matter of fact, it's the only TV series that still would count in the reboot series. Well, it's nice to have a basis on where to start off, and it would be a clean start. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I'm not sure I agree with you guys on this because you've got the point. Um, yeah, the I mean the Klingons, for example, you got the. Mm-hmm. You have the Klingons from the original series, and then you have the Klingons from the next generation, which are completely different. Which they yeah, the foreheads were different. And we're slightly off. in Enterprise, they actually go to link to explain what happened, what caused that. Well, in uh, what was it? The Trouble with Tribbles episode. The uh, was it the twenty fifth anniversary episode? They addressed where Worf goes. We don't discuss it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what it was is um, they were trying to produce their own version of of um, a con, basically. Yeah, they were trying to build their own super soldiers. I mean, new. Um, it just it tanked. Yeah, but um, yeah. they're all basing it on that. I mean, they were trying to. Um, 
build their own versions of the super soldiers from the eugenics wars. So, anyways, guys, um, regarding Enterprise, did you ever... Are we back to well, recording? Yeah, we're okay. back. I'm just going to go ahead and we're going to go in and you know I'll, I'll fix the dogs barking and all that. But um, I didn't care for Enterprise that much. Am I alone in that or where are you guys with Enterprise? I liked uh, Enterprise. I didn't care for seasons two and three. Okay, but you like season four? I like seasons one and four. I thought two and What the hell? <laughs> yeah. No, but it, uh, episodes two and three, I felt, were just a little too uh, Voyager-like. Saying that we're, we're way off, we're trying to go through an expanse, there's too much. I think uh, just because of everything that was happening in the world with um, the terrorist stuff that it kind of leaked into the overall storylines. Uh, the the time jumping. Where they are going back in time. Oh, You're probably the temporal not familiar. War. Yeah, the temporal war, the whole bit. I just thought that it was too much. Well, yeah, there was, you know, that was uh, another problem. Any show you had in the early 2000s was going to become an allegory for 9-11. Yeah. yeah, no matter what. Yeah. Um, so, and that definitely, I know it happened to Enterprise. I was not watching, but I remember they, they did they drop the temporal Cold War and then go with like a whole terrorist storyline? Is that basically what happened? They kind of, it just started going into, here's a group of three stories, here's a group of two stories, group of two, group of three stories. And that's how uh, season three or season four went. And it just seemed, here's a better idea to go with. I just hated how they killed the story, ending it with a uh, holodeck. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the other one. I read a theory this week that all of Enterprise happened on a holodeck. Yeah, <laughs> that was, I've, I've okay, heard uh, those theories, too. Yeah, can we yeah, just crush yeah. the chip and call it over, then? Is that what they're going to say? <laughs> uh, I actually liked it, guys. <laughs> I know. Well, this this theory had, and you know, Marco or somebody can correct me if I'm misremembering, but basically it said like a lot of these things happened, but not necessarily as they were recorded on the show. Yeah, you know, so the whole thing was Riker or somebody on the Enterprise in the Next Generation era going back and looking at things that had happened in the past. Open to interpretation. Uh, well, yeah. Well, the, the way I heard the theory was it was actually on the Voyager crew that. Uh for entertainment reasons for the crew, they created some of these stories off of uh, real events to kind of entertain the crew while they travel throughout the Delta Quadrant. That's that, that's the way I heard the holodeck theory. Okay. Well, that would actually make more sense because they're way out in the sticks, and that's they would have a lot more time for uh, a lot more downtime. Time. Yeah, just killing yeah. time, you know? Yeah, because, you know, when you're on a ship named Enterprise, you're always busy, but when you're just kind of, like, floating around in the backwaters, I guess you'd have more downtime. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting theory, but, I mean, I don't know. It has no legs to me, really. Well, no, it's just... It's, it's, just a, it's a fun little stand theory, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, I got lots of those that I go off on. Like, I am convinced that Picard is Wesley's father. <laughs> I, okay. that, Ab- I don't think and, so, but I know that... He, I, I think he feels responsible for his because he was the commander of the Stargazer uh, mm-hmm. when his father died. His, Wesley's supposed real father died under Picard's command. 
So I always felt like that he kind of took that as like it was his responsibility and he almost has to be a father figure to Wesley. Um, but I'd love to hear you, your, your idea of why, why you think that is. Well, you know, it's, it's actually, my wife has always held that Picard was Wesley's father. And I, the whole time, years and years, I'm going, you're so full of shit. That is no. <laughs> and then, then we rewatched, uh, seasons one and two about a year ago. And when Picard first sees Wesley, that is not a guy seeing his friend's kid. The subtext to his acting struck me as somebody seeing their child for the first time. Yeah, but I, it was, um, I saw, I can remember back to watching that, those episodes of Next Generation, and I have to agree with you there, but I, I don't know, I'm still along the line that, you know, it's, he's playing father figure, maybe he's just seeing him for the first time, and yeah. realizing, you know, oh shit, this is my best friend's kid. Yeah, just be guilt, just hitting him real hard, I think. I'm going with the fact that it's it's just his best friend's kid. However, my wife is in full agreement with you, Jeremy, with your wife. My wife's like, what, you didn't realize that? <laughs> she goes, yeah. That it's like, no, it's not. And she's like, get with the plan, buddy. Okay, they were yeah, doing drugs. Yeah, there's no, there's no actual evidence, but when I watch the acting that Patrick Stewart did in that scene, that's what comes across to me. 100%. Um, just, that just strikes me. I wish I had more to back it up, but all it is is literally just a feeling I have, you know? Yeah, if I just remember right, like the timelines wouldn't really add up because she was married to somebody else. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that happened before they were assigned to the Stargazer. So I'm not, I don't think Beverly had an affair with Picard as a newlywed. That doesn't really add up. It's, it's not it took in seven years nature. for them to hook up, right? So, well, now was 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 Beverly Crusher on the Stargazer? No, no, not Beverly. No. She never okay. until Enterprise, or never really served together till Enterprise. Okay, they hadn't been on the same ship, but but he they were in love with each other. That they do point that out because that's where Picard's guilt comes from, isn't it? I think the love affair came later. Yeah, I think the guilt well, was there, because... there was, a, what, was it the third episode or fourth episode where she started undoing her top in front of him and started flirting when everybody started having the hots for each other? Oh, that, well, yeah. that, that crossover episode with the, the original series. Well, it was basically just a remake of that episode, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, when where Data was asked when was the last time, or Data was asked when was the last time you had sex, or are you capable of having sex? When uh, it was, Tasha was he Dar capable? Asked him, was was he capable was his, in many many forms? Yeah, yeah. His response there always cracked me up, um, and that's also the only time I ever looked at Tasha and went, "Hey, you know, she's an all right looking woman," but yeah, you know, she had to be dressed like dressed kind of trampy, like a space tramp, I guess, for me to see it. So, do you guys have any favorite fan theories from Star Trek that you want to share? Anybody? Don't everybody jump up at once. Crickets on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's it's not really theory, but going back to Enterprise, I guess um, my favorite pair of episodes from that series were the actual Mirror Mirror episodes where um, they find the Constitution. I think it was. Defiant. In their universe. Defiant. 
by the Tholians? Yeah, the, de- yeah, the Defiant. Defiant. Okay. And then you got Yoshi who ends up being the, the captain. And she becomes captain yeah. and she becomes empress. Yeah, so, we know. And how long does that last? Uh, not very long. I'm sure there's a coup and she's removed. That whole place. Yeah. Being emperor or empress, it doesn't seem to last very long in the mirror universe. I don't know. I read read one of the follow-up mirror universe books where she or successive clones of her stayed empress for like 200 years until Spock took over. Yeah, and then he basically crashed the whole thing. Um, Going off of uh, Deep Space Nine, I believe that's the whole thing. Um, yeah, I never cared for Deep Space Nine's handling of the Mirror Universe either, though. Nah. Now, do you I think that, I wasn't too big on the Deep Space Nine. Now, with this reboot series, or with this new series, do we want to see them touch on the Mirror Universe series? You know, I'm kind of of two separate minds. I mean, it's hard to have something as big as Star Trek and not go back and reuse existing ideas or revisit things, you know, that would get you the nostalgia. But there's also something to be said for making it go out and stand on its own first, like they did with Next Generation. I don't want to see them touch the Mirror Universe, maybe like for five seasons, just because Mirror Universe is one of those, it's a cliche that everybody wants to see, and don't use it as the uh, the hook for the end of the season or something. You don't use it as a sales technique. No, I got you. And that's, you know, I think that's kind of what they started doing with the enterprise towards the end. They kind of went like, well, it's over. So here's all the shit we can throw at it at one time. Cause they even talked about a doctor who crossover with enterprise. <laughs> that would I never cool. heard about that one. Oh they, yeah. They actually talked. That's a fanboy's dream right there. <laughs> yeah, I, oh shit. I would have bought movie tickets to see that. Yeah. I should just be oh, a movie yeah. right there. Yeah, that, I would have just been like, holy shit. Yeah. That's the best thing well, about Doctor Who. You can pop up in anything. Well, if you actually oh. think about it, that's when they were doing the episodes, two and three at a time, where they all they were all interlinked. Hell, that's typical Doctor Who right there. Oh, absolutely. And it also allowed, like Marco was saying, he prefers a more cinematic feel. When you can take three episodes, the budget for three episodes and make basically a mini-movie or a, a short series, I think. Exactly. The story, yeah, the story gets better, but the show overall probably suffers. Yeah. I I, I would have to agree with him. I like that, that style. I yeah. think that would actually work better. Oh, yeah, because um, did you guys ever watch the Highlander TV series? Yes, I'm a big fan no, of that. No, I missed that. Okay. Now, for those of us who saw it, <clears throat> Basically, if you know Highlander at all, there was only supposed to be a few left, and then they go to New York and kill each other. And then the TV series kind of steps back from that. Well, he basically found 20 more immortals every season for seven seasons to fight it out with. And I always thought, man, if they could have done, if they could have done a series of, you know, three, four episodes that go together, how much better would that have been? Yeah. Because then you you could do the bigger story. You could have an overarching villain that keeps coming back. And you could cut down on the amount of immortals running around in the world by a lot. Yeah, they did have quite a few, didn't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, for, for you know, I love that original Highlander movie so much, and then for everything that to have come after it to have been as weak as it was, just it's painful for me to watch. Well, the 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 movies after that just blew horribly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So, anybody got any uh, parting <laughs> shots on Enterprise or uh, fan theories they want to cover? Yeah, I'd like mm-hmm. to see an Emrus. Oh, the cat girl? Yeah, I'd like to see a cat girl as a member of the crew and see how they handle that one in the new show. Well, that'd be easier to do now than it was in the past. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what was the, the the guy with the three arms and three legs? Eric's? Yep. Er, yeah. That would be interesting to see as well. See somebody. Uh, but Emrys, see a version of her. If they do an old series, if they do a new series, don't just make it for that's really short around the head. I want to see a full mane around the head. <laughs> <laughs> I like my women with long hair, please. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's <laughs> a full mane. <laughs> <laughs> there's a thing on the internet about cat women, isn't there? Oh, there's plenty. <laughs> Careful what you search for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to get some seedy areas. Let's stay clear. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, let's wrap this one up, and um, we'll we'll do a quick powwow about what the next topic, and then we'll be done after that. So, Marco, if people are looking for you on the Internet, where can they find you? Again, you guys can find me on uh, Twitter and YouTube at iSinGaming, and that's me. Excellent. Roy, how about you? Uh, Shadowhawk1 at DeviantArt.com. If you find me anywhere else, it's not, oh. I swear. <laughs> and how about you, Paul? D.D. Smith at DeviantArt.com. Great. And you can find us at GeekishCast.com, at Facebook.com slash GeekishCast, and I tweet from at the GeekishCast. We'll catch you guys later.